0: Welcome to another episode of IconTube, a show dedicated to the influencers industry. In this season, we interviewed some of the hottest Los Angeles-based influencers and got to know more about their personal and business lives. I'm your host, Katya Walters. Today, I'm with a successful online entrepreneur who has been a full-time lifestyle influencer and blogger for over eight years. She's self-managed her entire career and landed partnerships with brands like Qatar Airways, Dolce & Gabbana, Lexus, and British Airways. She won a Social Media Entrepreneur Award in 2018 and nominated for two influencer awards in 2020. She has over 1.5 million followers on social media platforms, and she's the founder of a successful digital media agency plus you might not believe it but she's a big fan of cars i'm glad to welcome diana Marks to icon Two. so tell us a little bit about your backgrounds well uh, i am a social media influencer
1: an agency owner and a blogger originally from belarus and i moved to the united states 10 years ago but before that i moved to the united kingdom and i lived there for two years
0: that's pretty amazing uh how did your digital world journey start how did this what inspired you
1: uh, well I originally started as a blogger that was back in 2012 um, and um, I just moved to Los Angeles and I was new in town and I kind of was looking for an outlet to see and to, to learn about the city to learn about new places because I felt like I don't know much you know I don't know where to go what are the cool things to do and everything and I wasn't able to find one so that's how my blog which is called LA by Diana pretty simple <laughs> uh, started and that's how I kind of got into the digital world altogether. Um, however, slowly I was looking into you know the blogging world, um, and I transitioned into fashion because I tested my content with my audience, and I saw that a lot of a lot of my audience uh, resonated mostly with fashion content. And reason for that is because a lot of readers were not particularly based in LA. Some of them were, but not all of them. And so when I introduced fashion content, it actually was speaking to a vaster majority of people because then they can dress like me and they can be. Based anywhere Um, so that's how I slowly transitioned into fashion blogging and after that I transitioned into social media and after that I launched my agency which is Lex Digital Media.
0: Oh busy girl. (laughs) Yes it's a lot. (laughs) So with all this information how did you start making money? Well I actually started monetizing
1: my blog pretty fairly soon and I think it was Um, soon for that time as well um, I think I was just pretty aggressive in terms of making this uh, my career Uh, when I got into blogging and I started introducing uh, introducing fashion content I kind of realized that there's a whole emergent industry out there it was a very risky move nobody knew anything about blogging back then companies didn't know what it is some of them already started working with bloggers but it wasn't widespread as it is now so it was a huge gamble but at the same time I was determined to make it my career so I guess and I guess when you Younger, you just have more energy, and you believe more in um, you know your dreams. And I felt that it was so cool. It would be so cool if you can make a career out of creating content. For the brands, you know, and promoting it to your own audience, I felt like it's something unique. It's something that has never been done, and obviously, it wasn't uh, d- done before that. Um, so that's how I kind of started slowly getting into monetizing it, and more importantly, I was more aggressive about it. Where I would go after uh, and introduce myself to brands, I would start registering on blogger platforms, and there were only a few back then, so it was less. I would I would say less competition, but. I mean, it's hard to say it was less competition because there were still a lot of people that were trying to do blogging full time. Um, but I guess it was just a lot of work that I put into it from the business perspective and the content perspective. So it wasn't like you know I was just posting and waiting for things to happen for me. I was aggressively going after paid deals with brands.
0: Yeah, that's a good thing for people to make note of is how much work goes into the back end. Of oh, building. absolutely. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> How do you keep yourself up to date on all the trends and all the changes that are happening in this industry to stay relevant? Uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really hard. (laughs) But I guess you, over time, you
1: get used to it and it comes to you naturally. Um, I would make a comparison with learning a foreign language. You know, in the beginning, you don't know anything. You kind of learn the basics, you know, and then you slowly build on it. And for example, for me as an immigrant, you know, I live in America and every... Uh, every year you learn something new, you know, if it's just like a few new words or a few new expressions or something like that. So the same thing goes for social media. I think in the beginning it was a lot to, you know, get a hold of um, and a lot to process, but over time you kind of already have a grasp of how it works and you just slowly see the trends and you watch your peers, what they're doing, you also watch the brands uh, and what those are doing as well because those are the, directly the, the companies that you work with. Uh, so I I guess it's just constantly observing it, but I think I myself see social media as business, and every single platform that I'm on, I'm immediately trying to see the business aspect of it. Uh, So even actually, a funny story: I just dabbled into TikTok, (laughs) Um, and I spent probably two, three hours just learning the algorithm. So, and by learning the algorithm, I mean I was just constantly scrolling through the feed, seeing what does the platform think that I like. You know, why does it think so? You know, what does it react to? I read a lot of articles. about it, so I just approach it, I guess, as like business, just like every every platform that I had in the past.
0: That's incredible. I've got to do, I've got to, I don't even know how to operate TikTok yet. <laughs> I know. Like, it's I a know lot. of to watch Trust, a video.
1: <laughs> that's about it. Trust me, it's a lot. TikTok is like for very fast brains, which I feel very old when I I'm
0: like, I can try to do the dance, and it's just like, you know, the, what's exactly. the weekend one where they're like, uh, you know, the duh, duh Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
1: And by the time you learn the moves, <laughs> it's like a month has
0: passed and it's already no longer relevant. <laughs> like, exactly. And I'm like, where was that video? Yeah. there's like, you know, like I saw something really great like two months ago. Exactly. Yeah, there's like, okay, you're it's so very cool. and fast-paced commentary. platform for sure. Yeah. So what are the pros and cons of being in this industry and being an influencer?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a very long answer, but um, I'll try to be as brief as I can. Yeah. <laughs> so the pros are obviously the lifestyle, you know. So the lifestyle that you get being an influencer and working with the brands that, um, you know, are simply unimaginable, you know, like as for myself coming from Belarus, I would never imagine that I would work with an airline or a country, uh, you know, to promote a country or an airline. It's something mind-blowing you know so that's um, and sometimes stuff you do obviously just to go down in the country and travel and see it and get paid for it uh you know it's not like it's easy but you know the way you word it like you just get paid to go to the country um it's still mind-blowing you know it's amazing and the things you do and the people you meet it's just unbelievable it's something that i don't see a lot of other uh, careers unless they're in the entertainment space that can have all these uh, perks you know in terms of uh, lifestyle and meeting new people, you know, and traveling. Um, So that's the first perk. Uh, The second perk is obviously the freedom of time. You know, you work for yourself, you work a lot, but when you work for yourself, you can pick and choose your schedule. Um, Not all the time, you know, of course, if there's shoots and certain times, you know, where you have to be somewhere, but at the same time, you're in control, fully in control of your schedule. So I think that's another perk that is, um, that is something that not a lot of other people would uh, get, unless they're obviously self-employed. I would say another perk would be, um, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) there's so many, Um, I guess the uh, possibility of growth, you know, like, uh, obviously, again, in this career, everything is in your hands, you know, so when you can actually um, dedicate yourself and you put a lot of work in, you can see results. So I guess that's another perk that I really value in this career path altogether. To go to the negatives, I think that's uh, the first and the top one is dealing with misconceptions that come with this profession. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a lot of people, you know, when they hear a word influencer, they immediately have an idea, um, you know, and they will place you in a certain box. And majority of people, sadly, they don't know about the professional aspect of it. So they think you're just taking pictures of yourself for fun and you somehow get paid for it and it's all easy. But the amount of work that goes into it and creating the feed and creating content and even Even building those relationships with companies that take years to build um, is just something that nobody ever talks about uh, or I, I think people don't talk about it enough. You know what I mean? So, like majority of people still think that you're just like this girl taking pictures and somehow calls it a job you know (laughs) where um, in reality there's a lot of work that goes into that Um, and so that's another thing too a lot of uh, sadly a lot of people who have a following but they don't monetize it they somehow call themselves influencers as well that creates a lot of um, questions from the general public too because if they're not in this professional space they think maybe you're unemployed you just have a lot of followers and you you don't have it as a you, you know you don't make money from it so I guess that's those are two main misconceptions that i I kind of see from people that are outside of the space obviously within the space at this point you know in time social media is a pretty it's a, a huge market Everybody knows, you know, when if they're working in the space, they still know how much work goes into it. There's a, r- a certain level of respect for content creators, which I'm very happy to see because back in the day when I was starting out in 2012, 2013, it was still kind of like, who are these people? Right. <laughs> you know? uh, so, yeah, so professionally speaking, I think we're getting to the level where we're being recognized, you know. Um, and obviously the negatives is the same that comes with self-employment as well, where it's volatility. You know, sometimes you have a lot of campaigns coming in. Sometimes there's periods of time when there's less campaigns. Just like, for example, right now we're in the crisis situation across the country. Um, obviously, uh, companies are reviewing their budgets. They're seeing what they're going to spend on influencers. You know, and so obviously the flow of campaigns is much s- slower uh, than usual. Um, so these are obviously natural problems that self-employed people have altogether. You know, sometimes things are going better. Sometimes people, things are going worse, um, you know. So those, that is another negative that I would say that comes with this profession as well. And uh, the last one I would say is just you have to be on 24/7. So there's no official days off. Uh, you know, you either interacting with the with the brands that you work with, or you're constantly interacting with the audience as well to keep them entertained and keep them engaged. So it's not like you can just disconnect for some time, you know, and not look at your phone or not do anything. So it's just not part of our career, sadly. So that's the thing that we kind of need need to learn how to
0: balance. Well, that yeah, that's those are all such interesting things and in learning about the different perspectives and everything like that and how you've integrated, you did fashion and examined all this. And now I see this all these cars and these amazing shots with cars. Like how did you wind up getting into the, being a car enthusiast?
1: Uh, well it kind of started the same as with fashion content altogether. Um, at some point I realized fashion is just oversaturated. The whole market is oversaturated. There's, there's a lot of girls that know how to dress up you know and so I wanted to offer something unique to my audience uh, that nobody else has offered and it actually started back from my blog. Um, on my blog I created this category called cars and fashion so I wanted it to kind of um, mix the two together and I wanted to be a interesting to my audience and B bring another passion of mine which is obviously cars you know it's you have to be passionate about it otherwise you'll not be able to create content about it consistently uh, so I started from my blog and slowly introduced that content on my Instagram and social media as well and it took off because I think it's just something unique and not a lot of um, influencers especially female influencers of are offering uh, so that's how it it all started and obviously right now I'm loving it because it's just added a whole new pool of brands that I work with and more importantly the content that my audience really resonates with and it's unique and different from everybody else.
0: Expanding on your business life here, you're the founder of a digital media agency, right? How did you wind up doing this as well (laughs) yeah that's
1: what uh, that was actually a natural extension of my career so I self-managed myself as an influencer over the years so due to that I was able to speak to companies directly and get their feedback directly after they get they do a campaign with me as an influencer so I would see the market and understand that there's a need for their own branding. So the companies were already starting to work with influencers to promote their brand on the influencers page. However, their own page was lacking, lacking content, lacking storytelling and everything. So I saw that there's like a huge gap in the market and there's a huge need for that. And because of the fact that I've built all my platforms myself, and I already had team members, you know, that helped me throughout the years, uh, we kind of created, whole agency where we started offering the service to brands. Uh, Luckily, of course, they all came naturally to me because I already was working with them as an influencer, so that was like a natural extension of the help that I offered to them. Um, And that slowly took off and it created a huge Pool of services that we offer. So, because of, I, I guess it's just something new, you know, and unique, and whatever, what we offer is specifically tailored to Instagram and not a lot of agencies tailored just to one platform. Um, so, that's something new and unique. But on top of that, we started adding on more services and customizing them. Um, and that's kind of, that's why
0: it took off so fast. That's so exciting. I mean, I call, you, I, I think I need to call you. <laughs> I need some help with my my Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you see yourself going next professionally in your business life? Oh my God, that's, I don't know, because like
1: this is something that keeps changing for me every year because I have so many ideas, as you see, you know, my whole digital career is keeps evolving and evolving. Um, I would ideally love to get to the point where my agency is self-sufficient. At this point, I'm still very much involved in every step of the process, you know, because again, my name is on the line, you know, and I, even though I trust my team completely, there are certain elements and there's also a personal element where I want to onboard new clients myself. I want to have a conversation with them, I want to give them my expertise opinion so ideally i'd love to get to the point where i can train all the team members to be at a certain level where i'm at uh you know so that the agency can function sufficiently and um so once that is done hopefully soon you know i was actually uh toying with an idea of writing a book you know i and the book would involve not only social media secrets and tips, uh, but also the personal aspect, the personal life aspect of a social media influencer, which is what I think a lot of people don't know of. Uh, you know, to going back to the question of you know the negative aspects of the career, uh, which I think the educational part of that particular aspect of life uh, as an influencer would really help a lot of people um, excel in the career because they will know what to expect. You know, okay. <laughs> so this is something for me that was something that was slowing me down back in. the day because I didn't know if it was normal, I didn't know if negativity was normal, like, you know, negative comments and stuff like that. I didn't know if I'm going in the right direction, I didn't know if stalling in my career is normal too, Uh, you know, so I feel like if I would read a book about it, (laughs) that somebody has gone through a similar experience, that would have helped me a lot. So that's kind of my
0: ultimate future goal. right now are you ready for the fun parts oh yes please bring it on all right i'm gonna ask a few questions and just answer yes or no okay perfect have you ever been jealous of another influencer yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i want to be honest here because um again that's the reality you know like and i think a lot of people they would you know just try to to show it as a pink, uh, beautiful world, but the reality is, of course, and the problem that social media causes. And I apologize to get into more detail, but I feel like that's the important aspect that I uh, need to um, voice. Um, the fact that a lot of people think that they look at influencers and they're like, "Oh my God, they have the perfect life," you know. And even though we know that we don't have a perfect life, you know, we still have the exact same problem when we look at other influencers. We're like, "Oh my God, she has a an easier career than me," and the reality is she how come doesn't. She
0: got those boots. Absolutely, yeah.
1: <laughs> or how come she's working with that brand right, yeah, and I'm right, not? Yeah, and so that's the the interesting part of it. So understanding jealousy is right. like yes, you are jealous, but you also at the same time understanding where it comes from, you know, right. and it's irrational, but yet you feel it because you're human.
0: It? That's <laughs> such a gr- that's such a like understanding where it comes from is probably a big one. Okay, it, I promise I will keep it short. <laughs> Would you trade being an influencer for winning a multi-million dollar lottery ticket? No. Would you post a picture of yourself naked for your dream car?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can post a picture of myself dressed for my dream car. (laughs) So, I don't need to do that.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. You've been, like, just, like given us so much to think about and so much information and like learning about this whole space you've been really a gem to have today
1: well thank you so much for having me and i hope uh, people will learn something
0: new about this career path and will inspire more people to go pursue it thanks for tuning in if you like to watch more interviews with your favorite influencers please like and share this video don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and see you soon